0: hi and welcome to the honeybee hideout i'm hannah dragon and this is episode zero in case you don't know the honeybee hideout is a podcast meant to discuss life's biggest questions with ordinary people today we're going to be discussing fear and anxiety with my dad christopher dragon and we're just going to see where the conversation takes us like i said this is the first episode so bear with us as we just have an in-depth discussion about life What are you scared of? And not in a material sense, like I'm scared of spiders. Whatever, like scared of like actual fears, like real life fears.
1: Um, real life fears. Yes. Well, but you said like not not things like, hey, I'm afraid of spiders.
0: Yeah, so like things like.
1: I mean, that's a real obviously
0: everyone would be scared if like a bear came and attacked. Mm. Like you know, it's stuff like that that like kind of applies right. to everyone. You know,
1: you're you're saying just what in normal life gives one. Like, what are you afraid of? What do you yes. have anxiety about, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I guess mostly um, it's all the things that are kind of wrapped around the security that we have with our lives, right? Um, things like, you know, what if you were to lose your job tomorrow and had no source of income? You know, does that mean you can't? pay your bills? Do you lose your house? You know, things like that, just general fears. Um, Fears about health, you know, people getting sick, like Christopher right now is sick. Um, You know, mostly, mostly things of that nature. Some of the broader stuff that people get afraid of, like, you know, um, environmental concerns, I mean, all those are real concerns. And I'm, I'm not saying they're not Legitimate, but they obviously, I mean, they don't really give me any like actual personal anxiety. Um, they concern me, but I don't lose sleep over them. Okay. Right? That kind of thing. Um, mostly, yeah, it's just, you know, I think pretty normal fears, to be honest. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Just. Okay. You know,
0: you're 51 52 51 51 yeah okay being 51 would you say that your fears have changed since you were like in Mm. college Mm -hmm.
1: i think you um as you get older and older you tend to gain more and more responsibility um you're responsible for more and more people right i when i was in college i didn't have a family i wasn't even married and once you get a family you're providing or concerned or worried about your children, your wife, I mean the, the everything. So the worries that you have, it's natural, right? It just sort of becomes much bigger and yeah. a lot more. Um, so I, I guess the more responsibility to have, that you have, the more worry you sort of have. So I've once heard that a lot of people are um, not a lot of people, but a certain section of homeless are homeless by choice. And one of the reasons is because it's kind of very um freeing they don't really have a lot of worries i mean they can go to whatever soup kitchen like place to get their meals but they don't have a house to worry about they don't have bills that they have to pay and they just can't deal with all that stuff So yeah. so they just choose to be homeless because honestly being homeless is the least stressful way of living that they can they can be right and while I wouldn't want to do that, but I kind of understand what they mean, right? It's just, you don't, all you're worrying about is you and yourself and that kind of thing. But, um, so yeah, I think you, you get older, you get a, you know, take on more responsibility. You definitely worry and get, you know, more and more, um, anxious about different stuff just because of the extra responsibility.
0: Would you say that as me, Christopher, and Jordan get older, that your worries about family and responsibility get less?
1: Um, that's a good question. I don't know. It depends. Um, I mean, the truth is when... Actually, no, I'd say it's probably no. It probably gets worse, right? <laughs> well, well, the reason I say that is when you guys are kids, I mean, you don't really... I mean you you go with us everywhere you're in the house i mean you're not off doing stuff on your own right you don't have to be you're a kid and so i mean even if you're going to school that's not really something to worry about you're off the teachers are taking care of you and whatever but as you guys get older then you get into where you know all of you are needing to make your lives and sort of make your own choices and i mean when you're little the parents just make all the choices for you basically right and so um, that's
0: true.
1: So you know you there in a way. There's more. I mean, all your you get older. You guys have to be allowed to make mistakes or make whatever. and We help you with that, but that doesn't mean you're not. So I think the worry gets more because more you guys. You, get, have,
0: you have less control, and over you guys have, have more do. freedom,
1: and yep. that's natural. That's the way it goes. But no, I think it gets worse as you get older. No, you know, I get that, that. Yeah,
0: you suddenly have to worry about us making our own mistakes and
1: mm.
0: you know messing up yes. our own lives, and then.
1: Yeah, just choices that you make. Okay. Matter. But.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Would you say that you're, the worries that you have about family and, like, work and stuff like that are more important or less important or equal to the worries that you had when you were younger? Um. Like, do you see the worries that you had when you were younger as, like, trivial and unimportant like oh i was just immature and i shouldn't have been worrying about that or do you give them as equal importance oh no
1: i definitely don't think i worried about stuff that was trivial um but let me put another way right um i remember thinking very very clearly that once um i had kids once i had jordan first kid right and then you you live with that for a year and then you have not you know two years later you have nothing i remember looking back and thinking that as a married couple that had no kids you used to sort of stress and worry about all these things that once you have kids you just don't anymore
0: what type of things
1: i don't know just little crap i mean things you can't you know hey are we gonna you know go do this or what, what you know we're gonna go see this movie or we're gonna do whatever what you don't want to see this movie oh let's get in a fight about that all right and, and then you have kids and suddenly all those little things that you might worry or stress or fight about are completely trivial because you actually have these little lives that you have to like take care of them that's really so much bigger and it matters so much more and it's so much um more involving than any of that other stuff that you all that other stuff is like rendered kind of trivial Now, that's, that's one thing, you know, that's just sort of the the things you might, you know, sort of worry and stress and fight about, you know, but, you know, you think back to when you're in high school, and then you're in college, and you're, you're, you're really very um, selfishly stressed, right, you're stressed about yourself, you're trying to figure out what do I want to do? How am I going to? get to a point where i take care of myself or you know whatever yes and i don't think any of those worries are trivial i think those are extremely big and important worries especially in that time in your life until you're launched in the sense that you've kind of figured out what you want to do and then you just sort of have that stable kind of job and you're you're okay you're on good financial footing you can sort of have a comfortable life until you get to that point um I I, I don't think any of those worries are trivial. I think those are very. I mean, you're you're trying to find your way, in the world,
0: which it's, is terrifying.
1: Yeah. Now, once you have kids, those worries are much broader and huger because the responsibility is larger. But they're not about you. That doesn't mean they're they're more important. It just means um. It just means that you have less control over them. At least with you. You can make choices you can you can stress and be anxious and and think and ultimately you can choose that this is what you're going to do to lessen your stress this is what you're going to do to make your life go forward and a lot of times those those things are just in your own sphere of like abilities and willpower and do i just want to do what it takes kind of a thing and if you can just buckle down and focus and get through it, then it's all good. So, um, but, but the other stuff, you don't have as much control of. When you guys are yeah. growing up or you guys are doing this and that, I mean, you guys have your own lives, right? So it's not as easy to, to, to manage it, I guess.
0: Okay, so when you were coming out of college and, like, after your master's, mm-hmm. so going to get a job... And then moving from Louisiana to Arizona, and you also got just got married to mom, so
1: she came about a year later. So
0: yeah, so like, what was the fears? In like, did you have like obviously you had fears in doing all of that? So like, what exactly pushed you to continue to do that instead of getting a job in New Orleans and staying there?
1: So, um, at it, it, it's a it's a mixed thing, right? Because. the, the bigger change of me leaving home was really when I went to Rochester to go to school. So I was over that by the time I made a choice to go live in Arizona and take a job. The going to Rochester to be by myself and go to school was much, much harder, right? You I didn't know anybody. And when my my parents and, and um, Penny, they, they left me and I just had to like make my way. I mean, I was alone, right? I mean, I had my roommate, I didn't know him, I had people. Uh, and you know over the course of the year of course I met and made friends and it all got really cool and really great and it's great experience and I, I realized okay hey I can do this I can live wherever if I, if I need to but you have to realize at the time New Orleans as a as an area had very limited options job-wise right and so if if you know obviously if you were going to go down the path of hey I'm a doctor or a lawyer you could do that anywhere right but I wasn't into either one of those. And for engineering, I mean, you basically had to go do oil stuff at the time or nothing. I mean, there was just nothing there. And, um, it, it was just a rough, you know, choice of, of what you may or may not have wanted to do. Um, I didn't, you know, really want to like not be at home, live around family, but that's just kind of at the time i really wanted to do the semiconductor stuff so it took me out here to arizona i had an offer in california as well but um you know just the cost of living was super high and the houses and no backyards and i wanted to have a family i mean at the end of the day that's i knew i was getting married to your mom and i knew we wanted to start a family so the job was cool but it wasn't the end all it was just that i i you know, this is what we wanted. We wanted to have a, a fun life, right? We wanted to have you guys and just do some fun stuff, be financially comfortable to where, not rich, but just to where we could do do things we wanted to do.
0: I get that. Yeah. So then your, the fears that somebody would have with moving and everything were kind of just because oh, the positives were but, so good, they just kind by, of were By the time
1: I was going to Arizona, I was just excited. All right, this is yet another new adventure, another new place, you know, another place I can explore because I I knew I could live away from home at that point and be okay with it okay and so I didn't have a whole lot of like fear with that what was difficult is you know later when we got married and and Penny had to come out I knew it was gonna be for her it she hadn't done any of that so it, it was different and scary and she had no friends and she her family I mean she was taking this big leap to marry me and then move away she hadn't done going through like any of that So if you spoke to her, I'm sure for her, those first couple of years were way more stressful and disconnected and, you know, just weird overall, right? They couldn't have been easy at that time, right? But for me, that was the year that I had in Rochester, you know, where I worked through a lot of that stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to switch just a little bit. You said that getting your job here wasn't the end goal, and I think that a lot of people um at least my age they see like they have to get a job out of college that they love and that job like needs to be like everything they've ever wanted and there's that concept of you live to work rather than you work to live and there's a lot of anxiety I think in kids my age and a lot of fear that if we choose the wrong thing then our whole life is going to end up bad so did you ever hold that fear that if you chose the wrong job your life would end up bad or have you always kind of had the idea of I work so I can come home and spend time with my family and live my life outside of work
1: that's correct I I was never one that got so so even when I was studying and I did really really well in school but it's more because I wanted to do really really well it wasn't because you know I want to spend all the second now I to me I've never been super tied to my job in terms of you know i'm i'm ready to leave and come home every day no i i i always just wanted the job so that i could just do fun stuff the job was not my fun stuff i never joked and kidded myself that it was going to be the fun stuff it's a job you want to have some fun stuff as a part of your job you want to like the people that you work with but at the end of the day you just want to do something that's interesting enough that you don't get you know totally bored with it and you get paid decent money so that you can be comfortable.
0: So then the kids who are my age or Jordan's I, age who have just graduated should relieve some of that pressure then rather than putting so much I, on themselves? I, I think
1: that whole thing is a weird myth. I don't know why in America that's kind of what you're sold. I think America kind of has a culture that you are your job, and I think that's stupid.
0: Yeah, I no, think
1: yeah. I, I think it puts it, – it, it gives people an unrealistic expectation – because I don't know of any job that once you're actually doing it, is what you picture it.
0: That's and, also true. And
1: any job that I know of, I guarantee you at least 50% of it is gonna be just boring stuff. Stuff that you have to do that is just either paperwork or systems in the company you have to deal with or you know whatever. I don't care if you're a doctor. Look i mean jordan sits there and scribes what do they have to they have to sit there and input all this stuff she sits there at a computer and input that i mean there's there's all that stuff you think as a doctor hey i'm just curing people and whatever Yeah, you're doing that and that's probably the interesting and fun part of the job but i guarantee you there's a whole huge section of it that's all the documentation and they and i and it's boring as shit right and and every single job you get is filled with that i don't think they prepare any of these kids for that they make them seem like you can be anything you want in america right because that's like the american dream and and it's going to be this awesome your job is going to be the whole you know define who you are and and if you don't love what you do so that every single day you're 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 going into work and working extra hours because you just love it so much then you're wasting your time or your life i think it's all bullshit i think it's just a big american dream piece of bullshit because i don't i don't know of any company in any of america that once you retire or go out that door, that truly ever gives a shit about you. So this idea that you're gonna dedicate all of your career to some company or multiple companies, even or whatever. I mean, I guess doctors and whatever. That's a little different. You're saving lives. I get it. That's that's. But but put that stuff aside. Mm-mm. You don't know those company shit. I think you you go in, you do good work for pride in yourself. You work with people you enjoy. You make a good salary because you have learned and done your job well, and then you use that to live a life that's full and fun and rich with stuff that has nothing to do with your job. And that's always been my thought, right? Always been my thought.
0: Well, yeah, I think you were the first person that introduced that thought to me, because I don't remember being taught that at all.
1: No, they don't. They You get taught in school continually in America that you, you just go, you want to do something you love. No, just do something you know you can do that you're good at. Look at your skill set and say, you know what? I'm pretty interested in this stuff and I'm pretty good. I mean, when it comes to engineering, I'm pretty good at math. I'm pretty good at logically working through and solving a problem. So that makes me a natural engineer. So I dove into that. Now, engineering has so many different things. I was able to sort of pick an, an angle of engineering of stuff that, hey, I'm kind of like pretty interested in this stuff, right? So I'm gonna do this. So, so you do that. But I mean, I can, I can walk away from my job tomorrow if I became a lottery winner. And I wouldn't cry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. (laughs) I mean,
1: I'd be fine. I mean, I'd miss the people because, so here's something they never teach you for college educated students anyway. I'm not sure about, you know, if you, I, I can't speak from the experience of kids who get jobs after just having say a high school or a trade degree. I'm sure they have unique experience as well, but from college education point of view, one of the things you realize you get a job like i do and um a lot of the people that you work with have similar similar like educations right and so there's a certain type of conversation you have with people that have a certain level of education i'm not looking down on people who only have like you know high school or trade degree education i'm not i'm not at all but it's like anything else the the conversations and whatnot that you have are just plain different and um i think you don't always have the opportunities to interact with, with people like that. You do when you're in college. That's one of the greatest things about college is you're mixing it up with all these kids who are taking classes and they're thinking and they're being educated and there's all these thoughts and it's fun. It's really, really fun. And when you get into a job environment where everyone around you needs a college education, a lot of that type of of discourse that you've had when you're in college continues, right? And I think once you retire, this like you know, kind of I think why my my dad, my dad by the way, who was not college educated, but he he had kind of risen into a office level job at Texaco, you know, of that that stature, just because you could. Yeah. I mean, he'd continue to have lunch once a week with his with his old buddies from Texaco because there's a there's a conversation you can have there that that. That would be the toughest part of retiring, right? You just don't you don't have that discourse anymore, right? And yeah. it's like suddenly, you know, all your friends in college, where you sit there around, you have these conversations and you go back and forth. I mean, if if you went to a lot of, you know, off to, um, um, you know, suddenly quit college and and went off to whatever, you would have interesting conversations with a lot of different people, but it's not really the same because. Whether you like it or not, college is education. You, you, you are given knowledge through these classes. And there's certain just basic things that everybody kind of gleans in college, certain knowledge um, foundations that you gather there. And it, it just it makes a difference, right? Um, it makes a difference in the things you talk about. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be the biggest miss once you retire. It wouldn't be the work.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Especially after hearing you say that. And I kind of get it. I'm surrounded by children that I nanny. And the conversation there is so different. You miss talking to adults. Yeah. <laughs> and you miss having those intelligent like conversations with people. Well, because
1: and I don't even want to say that they're intelligent. Um, I mean, I think you can have a lot of intelligent people who graduate only high school. That's or true. Or yes, graduate you from can. a trade college. It's but it does it doesn 't change the fact that college I said earlier, college is a bunch of knowledge that they give you, but it 's beyond that right a lot of the difference between high school and college college when you go through it it also teaches you a way of thinking, and that way of thinking is is a bit different right High school teaches you a lot of pure knowledge, college teaches you knowledge plus ways of thinking, and I think that that changes discussions right It forces you to try to see other points of view for instance or other it's just the way that most of the classes are kind of structured right and um I I think you don't get that all the time from people who don't have college education but you can have extremely intelligent conversations with people who don't have higher degrees I don't mean to imply in any way that that's not possible it's just a different different kind of um
0: conversation right okay so that being said I'm gonna drag the conversation back to the corner of like fear and anxiety mm-hmm. do you think that people who get college degrees and pursue that higher education do you think that they develop more fears and anxieties
1: oh i i do because not, they've I, like I,
0: suffered I, through the environment of- no
1: i don't think they're linked at all i think you have a lot of people who I think how much anxiety you have. I, I think there's people who suffer way more anxiety than me over much less responsibility than me, for instance, which isn't yeah. isn't wrong. It's just how they're how they're they Their worry. Works, it's the yeah. level of which they obsess and worry over stuff. Right. I guess obsess is a bad word, but just how they worry over stuff. It, I think it's just very individual. Right. I mean, it's um, everyone's different in how they kind of cope with anxieties and fears and how many things they get anxious or fearful about. I certainly don't think there's an education thing with that. I think it's just sort of individual.
0: Are there any events in your life that you know have dictated whether or not like you get anxious about certain things events? that you remember or like just maybe conversations or maybe it was something that someone mentioned to you and passerby? by, but you know how there are certain moments in your life that you do remember that you're like, oh, this did change me and i can see how it changed me but in the realm of anxiety
1: not so much um i think um i think there's yeah there's obviously a lot of events that happen in your life that are stressful and make you worry but in terms of they change how you deal with anxieties and things of that nature no 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 i i um Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I think I was always one that tried to pre-look at stuff, right? And um I don't know. I learned fairly early on that I didn't want to be stressed. I don't know why, but I I, I really I don't know. It it, it I mean some people i think i don't want to say enjoy being stressed but they sort of thrive on being stressed they're
0: comfortable being uncomfortable
1: yeah, yeah something like that right and i was not no i don't want to deal with that to me it's a it's a it's a distraction i don't want to have anxiety i don't want to be stressed out so that probably started with me at a pretty young age and for whatever reason as a result i would always i would always try to structure things to where you know I don't put myself in that situation. Like, you know, if you're going to have a project that's going to be due, you know it's this big project. And there's a lot of kids, that you know, that are doing this project that you know are going to be there working all-nighters through the last weekend because it's due on Monday, finishing up their thing, and probably doing fine, whatever. That that just sounds like the most awful thing in the world to me, right? So (laughs) I'd be forcing myself, you know, weeks early to be jumping in parceling it out, making sure I made some sort of progress to it, you know, so that if questions came up, if I started to not know what to do, I had time to go to the office hours, let's say, or whatever the case may be, ask my questions, get a clear view, knowing that I would turn in a good project. And in doing that, I never stressed about it. I just had to have a plan and would start early, and that was just that was my way. Right? Then you avoid the stress, right? So I could always plan as now sudden events you can't plan for and that's life events and those just happen but other like events in your job or school or whatever yeah i'd always plan for those to just not have them because i i could
0: so you took what you could control and yeah and you made that part unstressful
1: yeah and i understood what stress level i wanted and i didn't really want a high stress level Right. I wanted to be able to just, you know, go go home. One of the one of the things that I loved about finishing school, why well, didn't want to continue and get a PhD. I just wanted to get a master's and be done, you know, is because whether you like it or not, school doesn't shut off. Yes. When you have classes, there's always stuff to be concerned about. It's a twenty four seven job. Yeah. And there's always stuff to think or worry or whatever. But jobs eh, I mean it's not entirely true, but for the most part when you're when you're done you turn them off you know the the you know the things will be there the next day but you can kind of shut it off relax for the evening and then go back in Eh, that's not entirely true there's you know you still think and worry about certain things but but for the most part it's not like
0: you have homework due or a test the next day and there's
1: always something with, with school there's always something that you could be working on or you could be studying or you could be doing whatever and um that just wears on you after for me it wore on me after a while, right? I mean, except when semesters were over and you were in breaks, I mean, you didn't get a chance to just, I literally have nothing to worry about, right? It just never happened. You always have something. And um, yeah, I just couldn't see doing that for like another five years. So I just got my master's and I got out. And sure enough, I man, once I got my job, it was great. I mean, I don't, I didn't care going in the morning at eight, leaving at five, whatever. It was fantastic because once I was off, man, I went home, I just relaxed, I did had fun you know did what i wanted and it was just it was it was great it was really good yeah all those years of work paid off cuz i was getting paid pretty well and things were comfortable which is what i really wanted for you know sticking your nose to the grindstone through all of high school and all of college that's the payoff
0: yeah no it is
1: mm-hmm.
0: would you say that cuz i know there are some people who are driven by their anxiety um
1: yeah, i don't understand that but i, I guess i kind of get it it's the only way they can get themselves motivated for something i guess yes right yeah i could always self-motivate without the stress which you know you can convince yourself okay i gotta study this for two hours now this is going to be the most interesting thing in the world let's go even though it's not right and you just you just focus you absorb you get it done but yeah i get it some people need the stressor they need the anxiety to really motivate them to get going
0: but yeah that's not me Well, a lot of what you described is what they told me in therapy as ways to cope with anxiety. You know, the the planning, the like you control what you can control and you make those things unstressful. And so for you, that was school and you made your school unstressful by planning and not procrastinating and getting your work done. Because then in those life events that you can't control, you're able to handle that anxiety and that stress much better because you don't have the anxiety of the life event plus anxiety of school plus anxiety of work. And so, yep. it seems like you just learned that at an early age, yeah, and that's kind of awesome, because yep. it's something that I'm even still working on. I procrastinate like nobody's business, <laughs> like I would be the person that is working an all-nighter the night before something's due, because I well,
1: you know what you know what I think the simple thing is, and I guess I sort of credit this with um, you know, my parents, my mom, whatever. I mean, we grew up, she didn't put us in any sort of school activities that were of any fun. That sounds like, oh my God, how can you not do that? You know, that's all. But I look back now and I wonder if it just actually prepared us more than all these crazy school activities that you guys are in. Because if, if, if I look at it, what they made us do is, you know, we had to start going over to our grandma's house or neighbor's yards and cut grass to make money. Or we had chores in the house that we had to every single weekend. We had all these jobs we needed to do. None of them were fun. But what you learn pretty quickly is that you don't have a choice, so you're gonna focus, you're gonna go do the stuff that you don't like doing, so that it's done, and then you're free to go play outside. As a kid, that's what you wanted to do, right? Go play, or go play whatever, or watch TV, or you know whatever it is you wanted to do, that was fun. So the truth is, what that teaches you, having to always have those jobs routinely, and you eventually had a job, so the, a job, when you take a job teaches you this too yeah, things like working yeah, but, in fast food or you know, restaurants i mean not that at stuff like is fun right rather than- yeah but you learn early on how to deal with okay there's all this stuff i have to do i don't want to do it how do i do it and once you get very very used to the idea that it's better to just get it done with so that then you can relax and have fun you never even want to procrastinate anymore you just it just clicks and i think I think for like me and my older brother and my younger brother, none of us are procrastinators. None of us, because we we were out every single week, we were not gonna go out and play, or even on a Saturday until we had bathrooms cleaned or this, every single week, right? And so you figure out, you figure out how to get that stuff done. And I, I wonder sometimes if that would have been more beneficial than you know for jordan playing basketball or you doing gymnastics i mean all those things are very good and enriching experiences but at the end of the day did you really take a whole lot from them as as much as maybe you know doing some some work i mean that's why we didn't give you guys chores you guys were you had school all week then you had all these activity things in the weekend from soccer to basketball to gymnastics i mean you guys schedule was pretty full you needed some amount of downtime or or something right and so we certainly weren't going to just give you chores on top of that but I don't know. Maybe there was a balance somewhere in there that might be better for kids, you know? Um,
0: well, I'll ask you one more question, and then we've probably got enough. Okay. Um, do you think that with, like, the modern-day distractions of video games, TV, social media, iPads, you know, all of those, do you think that that has caused children to kind of lose that sort of idea of, like, chores and working and stuff like that? And do no, you no. think that it could hurt them later no, on? No, I don't, life?
1: actually. I, I think... I think that should be the thing that they want to go do. I mean, if if parents were more into, hey, I'm going to give my kids these jobs to do consistently, well, I mean, I don't care if they want to go play a video game after, if they want to go watch their YouTube videos, or if they want to go watch Netflix. I mean, that's all fine. You have to have ways to relax and enjoy. Read a book, do all those things, you know, social media, whatever. I think the whole thing is if you still had chores, that would be the motivation. Okay, well, you know what? After a while, I can't put this off because until... I get this done, my parents aren't gonna let me go do any of that stuff, right? So I I don't think that's really an issue. I think that's all, I think that's all okay. I don't think that contributes. I I just think this idea that kids have chores every week um, has taken a back seat to, I have to fully round out and enrich my kids. We were sort of sold that in the current age, if we didn't raise our kids with all these different, you know, sports and other experiences, when it came to college, they were gonna be left behind. There was gonna, they weren't gonna get in. And I'm looking now, and I'm like, you know what? I, I think you guys got would have got in just fine if you had never done some of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, maybe the work ethic part of doing, let's face it, doing, learning to do something that you don't want to do and getting through it over and over and over. It sounds rotten, but it's a skill. And I don't. And I'll go back, all the way back to when we started talking about this. I don't care any job you're doing is going to be some per, some significant percentage of boring crap you don't want to do it just is yeah and they just don't tell you that in college but it is and so having the ability to just put your put your nose down and get it done get through it as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible so that you can get on to the fun stuff I think it's a good skill I don't know if you learned that um without having you know a bunch of menial boring crappy stuff to do over and over and over every weekend like my mom made us do
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah. well all right well thank you so much for talking about fear and jobs and college mm-hmm. and working and having a family and all of that
1: okay yeah awesome
0: Later. all right yeah. Thank you for tuning into the Honeybee Hideout, and I hope you enjoyed your listen. As you can see, there isn't really any format to this podcast more than just having a conversation. It's meant to just let our opinions and ideas flow and see where they take us. And today, it took us from fear and anxiety to working and how to balance your life and your job, and how it's okay to not necessarily be in love with your job, and how there's always going to be downsides to everything. We also discussed a lot about the idea of sometimes you have to do work that you don't want to. And people don't really talk about that that often. I hope today gave you some insight into your life and maybe you could apply some of the things that we discussed to your daily life or your job or your family. But thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you next time. Now, before I sign off, I would like to do one more thing, and that's recommend a song. Every week, I want to play us out with a new song that I've been listening to, and this week, it is Party Up the Street by Miley Cyrus. It came out in 2019 on her EP, and it is one of my absolute favorite songs, and I have not been able to stop listening to it this week. So, I hope you enjoy the first 30 seconds of it as it plays us out.